From my heart to yours, welcome to the Love Lead XL podcast. Today, we are chatting it up, talking business and life mantras with Rebecca Lang. She's the owner of Live Love Laugh Events, a Florida and New York event planning firm, and is also the founder of Brown Skin Brides, an inspirational and educational platform for brown skin brides to see themselves represented in the wedding industry. Just one of my favorite things about her is her intention to fill empty spaces and make room for those who want to be seen, known, and loved. I cannot wait for you to meet Rebecca. She is a whole vibe. Rebecca Lang, I love you and welcome. (laughs) I love it. We're laughing because we are already in this. Okay, go ahead. I mean, we are literally like, you know, four seasons deep into the novel that we're writing of this podcast. She's dropping background behind the scenes nuggets right now. I didn't even hit record and you guys have to hear this. So welcome Rebecca Lang to the lovely Excel podcast, live, laugh, live, love, laugh events and brown skin brides. Uh, Welcome, babe. Welcome. Hi, love. How are you? Well, you know, Instagram's blowing up, so I guess I'm good. <laughs> but better yet, I'm talking to you. And you just got Aww. back to New York looking all cute. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Came back from New York for my best friend's baby shower. Um, but it was like I was saying, before, it was a whole vibe. Um, I love New York and I cannot wait to go back in the summer to just be able to do different things in New York because I really not only is my hometown because that's where I was born and raised, but also, too, it's a different seen um, when it comes to events. And sometimes we get so locked in seeing the same things over and over again. But every time I go back and I'm like, I have to come back. Yeah. I got to do more. It's just a whole different vibe, a different scene, different people. And yeah, I can't wait to come back, go back this summer. It is. I feel like it keeps you on your toes too, because you are able to, you know, maybe bring the things that you do up in New York and infuse them into the events you do here and kind of vice versa. Right. Oh, 1000%. I mean, I was at a wedding in New York and they, let's be, prepare your mind. So (laughs) this is just a planner in me. (laughs) And I almost went into the kitchen because I wanted to see how they were doing this because it was 300 people at this wedding and they had 10 different entrees, no pre-selected entree choices. So everyone chose their entrees that night at dinner. And they still finished dinner in an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. I was like, wait, hold on. Cause I, the whole time I was like, when do I, like, do I, like, when I can I RSVP? Get, like, I don't have like, and, and I knew it was a plate. And I was like, I don't see any space for me to say plated or, you know, chicken or beef or she was yeah. like, no, 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 you'll pick that night. And I'm like, okay. So they probably have like a duo plate or something where you have two entrees on the same plate. And no, I looked at the menu. It was like beef, lobster, pasta, chicken, fish. And I'm like, 300 people are going to order right now. Done. I was done. And I was like, I I need to figure (laughs) out how you guys do this. And I need to figure out how to bring it to Florida. (laughs) Yes, because we need to, we need to get these people fed. We need to get them to the celebration and get it going here. Yes, exactly. But the logistic person in me was like, can I come to your kitchen and see how you guys pre-planned and prepped all the food? (laughs) 
So yeah, but no, it, it definitely brings you, um, gives me an opportunity to just see things differently and how people do things differently at different venues, different planners, different vendors. Um, and you know, like you said, bring it back. Yeah. Now here's what I love about you. You do so many different types of events for so many different types of clients. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about maybe one or two of some of the most unique events you've planned. Um, let's see. So probably my best and yet unique wedding I planned was a three day, four event, um, Indian multicultural American Indian wedding. That was well. Um, and that was probably one of the best weddings I've ever planned just because not only was the family, of course, utterly so nice. So it makes me, of course, want to go above and beyond, but the logistics behind that, it also definitely being multicultural. So we did have the American wedding and Indian weddings that we had to accommodate and customs we had to accommodate. And then also it was during Thanksgiving. So it was like, and also in two different cities. So it was very, <laughs> right. It was like, wait, 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 wait. So transport and busing everyone from one day to another, it was, it was a lot, but I learned a lot from that particular wedding. Um, and also to having such a good team to help me with that wedding, especially because it's, um, a holiday. So, I didn't, I'm always a person like, you know, you have families. I don't want to take too much time away, but they were just so willing. And I cannot say more. Welcome to my girls, um, Vanessa Echo. Like you guys, it's just, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Was I scared? Oh wait, we can't curse. So was I scared? (laughs) (laughs) Was I scared out of my hands? Yes. But was it worth it? 1000%. And I think, um, the reason I loved it so much also was because it wasn't the standard weddings I usually do, but I'm also grateful for just all the different clients that I have a chance to um, plan and work with. So I definitely consider myself a versatile planner um, with that is not afraid to go into different demographics and, um, and just understand my couples and really plan the day to the way that they want. And that's, I think the universal thing, the foundation of it is really every couple just wants to be seen, known and loved. So if you can match that, if you can meet that, then you should not be afraid to go into finding different clientele and, you know, different demographics and things like that, which I think is not it's low key a problem sometimes when it comes to planners. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. So was that the, so obviously, let me not say it was obvious. Was that the first multicultural American Indian wedding you've done? No. No. Okay. So you did have a little bit of experience going into it. Yes. But it was not onto that scale. So I've never done it onto that scale. Usually like a one day event. um, Or I do like maybe one of the three events because a lot of the um, India cultural, um, Weddings have multiple days, multiple events, but for it to be the whole week from beginning to end full service, that was my first and it was awesome. (laughs) So I remember I met a photographer when I went to um, one of the not pro educational events and Mm -hmm. um, she had a ton of experience just literally traveling outside of the United States and actually attending weddings in other countries. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had that firsthand experience, like, heck yes, right? So what would your advice be to 
let's just say any vendor um, who might need to, let's say they get a phone call and they don't know anything about their culture and what their voting traditions are. Like, how do I, where do I get started? And how do I even get over the fear of, I just don't know what I'm doing and I don't have the experience doing that. Right. Um, such a good question. And so for me, I would say that the way I got over that particular fear was education. So educating myself, you know, I really wanted to get into, for example, the um, Indian community when it comes to weddings. And luckily, because I did also work at a venue, I had some insight to that um, from working at the venue. But when I got on my own, when I did have to plan from beginning to end, I asked a lot of questions to people that are already planners planning you know, those events. And thankfully they were super approachable and willing to share the information, but then also Google. I Googled my behind off with just even the basic information that I oh. received from the client. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I get a bachelor's degree from Google on some topic. Well, I should, right? This should be a degree. <laughs> like, can I have like a button I can put on my signature, like Google certified. Yes. Um, so Googled my behind off um, because, of course, there's different dialects, there's different customs, there's different. Uh, Indian is not just a broad; it is a broad, but there's so many different layers to it. Yes. So really, well, subcultures, right? There are different subcultures. Yes. Yeah, there's different subcultures. So understanding that particular subculture and also knowing the words, and then honestly, being honest with my client. Hey, I haven't done this before or I haven't done that part before, or I'm not entirely sure how that particular uh, culture will go. And I think, because even with this particular wedding, my client was like, oh, okay, let me tell you how it goes. And I think they were so um, appreciative of my honesty that they were like, let me show you. Oh my God, yeah, no problem. Because they love to share their culture. So why not say, I don't know, and then let them have a chance to share it, you know, share it with you. Yes, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. And then definitely partnering with someone if you're not really sure and you don't want to do it. Okay, understandable. But partner with someone then. So say, hey, I have an assistant or I have someone that I can plan this event with you and then share the wealth Um, because then now you could probably feel more comfortable. What would be your recommendation um, based on your experiences with helping your clients find vendors on maybe events they haven't done before? So let's say... um, Let's say you're wanting to, let's call it a DJ. Let's say you're looking to book a DJ for a particular type of event and maybe they've never done one like that before. What would be your advice to them? Uh, Same thing, research, Um, find different, you know, vendors that, or a DJ that has done it before that you can reach out to. Um, And then again, basic thing is get to know your client. Yes. Fully let them be seen, let them be known, let them be loved by you. And I think that once they know, even if you don't know every single thing regarding them, but if you understand them as a client and as a person, they'll half that time, they won't even care that you don't know. They just want to be understood. They just want to be seen. They just want to be heard as a client, not as another number, not as another person on your calendar, but just as a person. And I think that is what sets me apart a lot is because I talk to my clients like they're people like I'm yes. your best friend. Tell me about your wedding. Yes. Um, you know that. And they're like, oh, my God, I love her. And we're, we are like, I want to know who you guys are as a couple. And I think that's what, you know, makes them comfortable, regardless if I know what they want or not. 
Yeah. I definitely have tried to push myself out of my comfort zone in probably the last two years. Um, I'll, I'll just give you one kind of scenario. We got a phone call and, um, you know, the bride wanted to book me and I was not familiar with her music at all. And so I said, you know, let's chat about this because I don't want to be afraid of it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I understand music. I understand phrasing. I understand how to beat match. So, you know, I said, if you're wanting to, if you're, if you're wanting me to incorporate American and Haitian music, boom, I got the American. Mm -hmm. Can you give me some ideas or maybe like artists or, you know, certain songs, and then I can infuse those together. And I think one of the questions um, that I asked was, hey, the only thing I'm truly not going to know because I don't have experience is reactions on the dance floor. So can you tell me which ones of these songs are like throwback for parents and like which ones are like now popular? That mm -hmm. way, when I'm DJing, I know how to program and I know when to throw those in. So for me, mm -hmm. that worked really well. But see, that's exactly it. So you have the foundation of your process of how you connect with your client and also how you can be the best DJ that regardless of what client comes your way, it's the same process. It's the same question. It's the same thought process. It's the same way that at the end of the day, it's the same goal. So why not use that for all the demographics, regardless if you know or not? But also too, you ask correct questions and also you probably took the time before the wedding to work on it. Yeah. So you don't go in there blind. You're like, nope. okay, I'm going to go home using these, using these like songs that she gave me. Let me mix a little bit. Let me understand the beats a little bit because being a Haitian woman, like the, the beats can fluctuate within the song five different times, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it's the same goal. What do you want as a client? What would your guests want? What experience do you want to create at the wedding? Same exact thing. So you should, yeah, definitely to be able to go with your fear, just use the same process regardless. I love it. Ma, and you keep saying this and I really want to highlight this because mm -hmm. I think that this is a message that every single one of our listeners can take away from this and apply in their personal and their business life. My 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 favorite motto of yours is everyone wants to be seen, known, mm -hmm. and loved. And this is probably yes. like the fifth time you've said that. So <laughs> yeah. I want to dig into that for a little bit. So okay. I mean, obviously everyone wants to be seen, known, and loved. Hello, you can take that verbatim, but like, let's right. dig in. What truly does that what mean? What is that? So, um, I actually heard it from my church and I was like, this is my life. This is what I want. Um, and it helps me. I was like, I could apply this to anything because now what I do is put into words. So when I say everyone wants to be seen, okay. To be seen is when you look at me as I am physically seen, I see you, you know, you are here, you're standing in front of me. So when I'm talking to you, I'm looking at your eyes when I'm, um, you know, when we're together, my phone is away, you know, when I'm talking to you, I ask questions and I reflect on what you're saying. And I summarize seen, right. Um, now seen is also can be considered heard or, um, understood. Well, understood is actually more known. So to be known is to say, okay, now that I've asked those questions and now that I see you and you see that I'm paying attention to you and you're locked in in this conversation with me, now let me go dig a little deeper so you can tell me, for example, let me just bring it to my business. I say, I never go right into my services ever when I talk to my clients. I actually ask them about their love story first. Because I want to know who you are as a couple. Yes, I do weddings 
a lot. But why would I never get probably tired of weddings? Because my couples are always going to be different. And for them to be always be different, that means I need to know them. And that's why the new experiences, regardless of the same formalities are happening, ceremony, cocktail hour, reception, it's a whole different couple. So it can look and feel completely different every single time. And so, yeah, how can I know you? Ask the questions about the love story. Um, you know, ask the questions about what do you guys like to do for fun? How can we incorporate that into the wedding? So when people come to celebrate Jane and John, then they get like, oh my God, that's totally Jane. That's totally John. I love Jane and John's wedding. Why? Because we created that atmosphere because I knew you as a couple. Does that make sense? I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then um, to be loved is just the manifestation of what I've learned throughout our time planning. So that day of the wedding, for example, you're like, well, Rebecca, you captured our essence as a couple or, oh my God, the vibe, the environment, the atmosphere, the aesthetics, everything that we wanted, not just visually, but internally is manifested before our eyes. And everyone's telling how much of a great time they had. It was seamless. Like I felt so at peace. And when you're at, when you feel loved, you're feel at peace. You feel settled. You feel, um, just everything is working out when you feel loved, right? So I want to capture that the day of, definitely the day of the wedding, but obviously throughout. Um, and when someone is seen and when someone is loaded, it's just naturally to feel loved. So that's kind of where that comes from. <laughs> I mean, dropping bombs over here. So where yeah. would you say that you pull a lot of your inspiration from? Because this one's like, um, I'm going to have to put this on a sticky note, like right over there. Remember it every day. <laughs> Honestly, my inspiration comes from my own wedding. That was horrible. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And as my couples know this, hot mess and a half, guys. Just, I need a do-over 1,000%. Um, it was such a hot mess. Oh God. And I tried to plan and coordinate it myself in six months with 150 people. Um, it was, I was a bridezilla completely because I was Oh, I'm type A. I'm organized. I got it. No problem. And my bridesmaids were, <laughs> were about to fire me as a bride. <laughs> um, I was curling everyone's hair like that day. I told every yeah, girl, don't I know? I know. Like I <laughs> I Rebecca. was I, <laughs> I hated their curls. I made them recurl their hair. Okay, okay, so granted. here's the part of the podcast where I go ahead and tell you to make sure that you hire vendors that you trust and have, <laughs> have experience so that the curls end up on point and you're not curling, recurling yeah. hair on the day of a special event. That's what I was doing. And I honestly, my biggest regret was the fact that I wasn't present. Um, because I was so focused on what's going on, the details and everything like that, that I was not present. And I remember crying at the end of the wedding. Oh, it was man. over. And I was so stressed. I left my overnight bag at my mom's. So I had to actually go back to my mom's house, fully dressed in my wedding dress and everything, pick up my overnight bag. And as I'm leaving my room, I just changed and I left my room and I was like turning off the light and I turned around and I was like, this is it. It's over. Like the wedding's over. I'm a whole wife now. Wait, how did this happen? And I'm, I'm a whole wife. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, oh my God, I'm a whole wife now. I didn't think about this. Like, wait, hold on. What happened? Um, anyway, so yeah, and I broke down crying because I'm like, I missed it. That's what I kept reminding my, like, kept saying in my brain, like, 
I missed it. I missed this whole entire day because I was so focused on the details. I was so focused on little, little things, cutting costs and all this other stuff that I completely missed what today was really about. And ever since that, I told my friends that were getting married right after me. Now, granted, this was 14 years ago, guys. Long time ago. Or not 14. God. 12? I don't know. Long time ago. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, so it was something that I took and moved forward. Like all my friends were getting married afterwards. And I was like, I'll plan your, like, I'll help you. I'll help you. Don't stress. Like, give me everything. Cause I wanted them to be so present because it goes by so fast. And I think that's why I tell my couples all the time, like be present, live in the moment. And that's where my mantra comes from, from the business, live in the moment, love every minute and laugh at the memories, live, love, laugh. Mm. I love it. Okay. So I know you've been doing this for quite a few years, but I want to get to this initiative that you launched. You mentioned earlier, Brown Skin Brides. Yes. My baby. Yes. I love (laughs) it. And you are, you're making waves, girl. So talk to us a little bit about what that is and, you know, why does that exist and what is the heart behind it? Sure. Um, yes, Brown Skin Brides, BSB for sure, um, is my my baby. And it's slowly but surely happening. And I'm I'm here for it. It came from honestly me coming into the event industry completely on my own and starting the event planning business and my clients. And some of the clients that I have, especially the brown skin um, brides that I've had, they when I ask them for like, let me send me the inspiration that you have for your dress or some of the inspiration you have for your hair so we can, you know, find a great hair and makeup person for you, um, you know, dress person and things like that. They honestly told me it's very hard for them to find themselves out in the world of weddings and to see, hey, I'm here um, so they can show me what they want. So a lot of the pictures would be like heads were cut off. And it's like, this is the dress, you know, but I realized I'm like, why is it so hard to find brown skin bride inspiration on Google, like you actually have to be very specific to the point where you just you can't just put bride's dress mermaid. You have to put black girl in mermaid bride's dress to find something quick, unless you're going to have to be scrolling for a while. And that is so crazy to me. And that breaks my heart because I'm like, it should be more accessible. And so I was like, you know what? If there is no inspiration out there and Google hasn't caught up yet, let me create a platform where my brown skin brides can find inspiration and not just inspiration, but also education for my brown skin bride businesses or any business that wants to also understand the brown skin bride demographic. And brown skin bride is universal. You have light skin, mix, Indian, um, even down, I even had, um, uh, uh, brown skin bride with vetiligo like they're they don't know they're not represented either and I did a whole campaign to try to showcase the different ranges of what you would consider a brown skin bride and show them like they're beautiful they're joyous it's possible like find your inspiration they're amazing and that is really where it came from I had an amazing campaign was was picked up um, by brides.com itself. Viola Davis reposted um, the campaign or a clip from the uh, shoot that we did with some epic vendors. And it was great. It was just, it it definitely surpassed all my expectations. And I think because I had the heart for it is why it was, and it's necessary and needed. And people saw how needed it was as to why it became so popular. Uh, my heart is pitter-pattering right now. <laughs> 
because <laughs> what I see coming out and pouring out of you is pure authenticity and care and purpose. And it's all tying together, right? Like at the end of the day, you saw that there was a group that wasn't seen and they were not known. And so they did not feel loved. Correct. And so you were able to take that. I literally have chills, Rebecca, because you were able to take (laughs) that and open this up and not only not only allow one, two, or three people to be seen, known, and loved, but like a whole community of people. Mm-hmm. And then you're fusing together, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but maybe like three different worlds. Do you know what I right. mean? Right, right, right. Um, and that's that's really the goal. Like have my brides to, to, to understand and, and see themselves and having vendors and businesses to understand themselves. And then also having the education part of it is like, okay, well, if you are not a black owned business or a a, a person of color that has a business and you have a client that comes up to you and saying, Hey, I love your, I want you to do my hair and makeup, but yes, she has natural hair or better yet. Her whole bridal party is diverse. Can you handle that? Like, okay, your bride might be a Caucasian, but then her best friend is black and she has 4C hair. And then another friend has a sew-in and then, but then you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Well, educate yourself, but maybe you don't know how to educate yourself. Well, let me go ahead and help you with that. You know, like here's different tips and tricks or different things you need to be aware of. Here's what you need to have in your kit. Make sure you know how to color match. Like that is all going to be very important, but it helps that fear that we kind of talked about earlier. Like how can I break into this if I've never done this before? Um, but I want to make sure that you're breaking into it without also exploiting it. Because that is a fine, fine line between um, definitely when it comes to like uh, brown skin uh, brides. I uh, agree. And I, I love that you are such a pioneer with this and you are so open and you are blazing the trail because we definitely need 5 million more Rebecca's in this world. <laughs> appreciate it. It's like I said, it's my baby. It's, it's, you know, something I really am trying to make sure I do about it. Right. Cause I really wanted to give it the right platform and, uh, the right direction. So it can maximize and make real impact for sure. Make sure that you guys go on Instagram right now and look for yeah. Brown Skin Brides. Brides. And please follow as well as her Instagram, Live Love Laugh Events CO. Rebecca, my favorite part of the episode. Yes. Tell me what Love Lead XL means to you. Ooh, okay. Um, love Lead XL. So, love to me means to lead in love. Is that okay to say? Yes. <laughs> Okay. So to lead in love, um, but to honestly love what you do, love the people that you're with. And in order to do that, I think it goes back to understanding the people, the clients that you come against, all the vendors that you meet, Um, love them for them as a person versus as a business or as a client, because that will return back to you in the best way possible, you know, because then if they see you that you're actually trying to build a relationship and not and make it so transactional, it benefits both parties. Right. Um, so love from that love the way that you would like to be loved. So, um, lead, don't be afraid. Even if you are afraid, do it scared, 
Um, <laughs> yes, Rebecca. No, I'm scared. Can you Do say that louder scared. for the people in the back? What did you say? I didn't hear you. <laughs> no, it's scared. Do it scared. Um, lead anyway, you know, because even though you may not have a million followers, hey, there's someone that's looking at you. I there's a, every day when someone comes up, it's like, hey, Rebecca, can you help me with this? I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, do I really know what I'm talking about? And it's like, no, Rebecca. Yes, you are leading. Yes, yes, girl. Yes, you are leading. You know, be confident in that and doing and you're doing it scared. But yet, guess what? You're doing it. If no one's going to do it, you're doing it. Um, so that Excel is Excel to the degree of your integrity. Like I, I, I'm, integrity is like such a big part for me because I never want to be seen in any other light. But um, I think you can excel in the smallest sense and in the biggest sense. You know, you are excelling when you're doing. So continue to just do, you know, and um, never look at someone else and what they're doing. Because I always say this, everyone always had a day one. Everyone always had a day 10. Everyone else had day 100. So let's remember who you're looking at when it comes to social media, because they may be at day day 100. But let's remember, they also had a day one. So excel where you need to excel, but you don't need to excel past the next person. Stay in your lane. You're good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining oh, me today. Love this is probably not going to be the last time we chat. So oh, y'all going to hear from her again. Um, and where would be the easiest place for people to connect with you if they wanted to take the conversation further or follow along sure. with anything that you're doing? Um, well, you can find me kind of everywhere right now. So Instagram um, on, you know, live, love, laugh, events co um, on TikTok as, as well. Live, love, laugh, events co. Facebook, Live Love Laugh Events Co. And of course, Brown Skin Brides on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, and then maybe hopefully YouTube soon. Let's so, get it. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, love. It was such a good time. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at Meet Kristen. Until next time. I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example, and excel at it all.